The Atlanta Braves have already given up a ton of really good prospects this offseason for a farm system that was already one of the worst in all of baseball. After the trade for Sean Murphy, what's left in the farm system to get excited about? I still think there's a lot of great potential and some upside players in the farm system left. And I don't really think anybody the Braves have given up so far really changes my opinion or assessment of the Braves farm system. We're going to talk about the players who have the most upside and the players who could still be tradable if the Braves need to make another upgrade somewhere else. We'll discuss all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell if you're watching this video. Help support the show. And as always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of every day, continuing to post episodes daily throughout the offseason. Had a lot of coverage of the Sean Murphy trade yesterday. Appreciate all the support on that video. Um, If you haven't checked that out, go back and give that a listen. But today we're going to talk about the fallout from that trade and more in, in particular what it means for the Braves farm system, a farm system that was already considered one of the worst In baseball, they have used a lot of assets from the system to make some trades this offseason already and last offseason as well with the acquisition of Matt Olson. In the last two years that the Braves have made trades with Oakland, they've traded Shea Langoliers, Christian Pache, Ryan Cusick, a former first-round pick, Joey Estes, Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock, and Royber Salinas. They also sent William Contreras, who isn't a prospect, but still had five years of control, and Justin Yeager to the Brewers in that recent deal for Sean Murphy. That's a lot of trade assets right there. Now, they got really good players in those deals in Matt Olson and Sean Murphy, but for a system that was already thin, they have traded away a lot of prospects. This offseason alone, the Braves have traded three top 10 prospects in Kyle Muller, Justin Henry Malloy, and Freddie Tarnock. Kyle Muller was considered by some outlets to be the Braves' number one overall prospect in the system, while Justin Henry Malloy was considered to be the top position player prospect in the Braves' system. So, again, this offseason alone, the Braves have traded perhaps their number one prospect and their best, their best pitching prospect and their best position player prospect. Now, how you view certain prospects is up to you. I would not have Kyle Muller as the number one prospect in the Braves system, but certainly, you know, he is up there. I do think Justin Henry Malloy was quite easily the Braves best position player prospect right now. But both of those guys have been traded this offseason. Now, granted, when you talk about the Braves giving up 
three of their top 10 prospects. They do have one of the worst farm systems in baseball, so it's not equivalent to the Marlins giving up three of their top 10 prospects. It just it doesn't line up that way. But still, for the prospects in a lot of ways are assets, especially for a team who's already contending and already has players locked up. And those those prospects are assets to make trades like the Braves have made. And you certainly want to make sure you're using those assets wisely. The cupboard is bare. However, the point I was just making, there still isn't a single prospect right now that you could confidently say will have a major impact at the big league level. And that's okay because, as I noted, at the end of the the, the day, the Braves are locked up. Their main players are locked up through at least three years and primarily through the next six years. The catcher position with Sean Murphy is now locked up through at least 2025, first base through at least 2029, second base through 2025, third base through 2032, center field through 2030, and right field through 2026. And that's at the very minimum. A lot of those contracts have option years to take it even further. So the Braves position players are locked up. You know, even if they had these great prospects coming up, there's nowhere to really play them. The only holes right now are shortstop and left field. And if they end up signing Dansby long-term, which I hope they do because there really is not anything else at the shortstop position that could be ready soon other than, than Von Grissom, if you view him as a shortstop. But if they sign Dansby to a long-term deal, it's really just left field is the only position not accounted for over the next three years. So that gives you essentially three years to try to restock this farm system and bring in some elite level talent, because right now the Braves do not have an elite level talent that you can confidently say is going to make a major impact. There's players in here that I think have that potential. And we're going to talk about some of those, the guys that I'm highest on and who have the most upside, but there's not, there's not a top 100 prospect in the system right now. There's not anybody. There's not a, a Michael Harris you can look at. There's not a Ronald Acuna Jr. There's not, you know, an Ian Anderson, a Mike Soroka. There's nobody like that right now that you can look at and, and confidently say they're going to have a major impact on the big league roster, especially not in the next two years. Um, on the pitching side, when we're talking about you know, players locked up and controlled for a long term, and they're really not needing anybody prospect-wise. The pitching side is a little bit more questionable, but it's still in pretty good shape. You have Strider, Spencer Strider, and Kyle Wright through 2026. Um, and you also have two more seasons of Max Freed, which we're going to talk about Max Freed later in this episode as well, a very silly rumor in my opinion. Um, and there's still plenty of depth in the farm system. Bryce Elder, no longer a prospect, but under team control, for a long time, you have Jared Schuster, Darius Vines, and Dylan Dodd all knocking on the door as prospects. You have Ian Anderson under control through 2026. Is he still pre-arbitration eligible? You have Mike Soroka for potentially two more seasons. I mean, that's not terrible depth at the starting pitching that you already have. So the Braves are in good shape at the major league level. It would be really bad if the Braves had all these holes at the major league level, and they had the worst, one of the worst farm systems in all of baseball, and they continually traded away these assets. But that's not the case. The Braves are pretty much locked up everywhere at the major league level, and 
They are trading away these assets that are blocked, like Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock. You know, they're good players, but they're blocked in Atlanta right now. They likely weren't going to pitch much in 2023. Um, so, again, the system is not good. The farm system is bare, that is for sure. But you have to look at it as to where the major league team is today and the prospects that they've graduated that are a big part of that. However, I still believe the Braves haven't really traded anybody that I was super high on. The prospects left in the system, there are still some who I think have a ton of upside. But if you need to make another trade and make another big trade, that's where it could hurt for the Braves. And we'll talk about the players who I think could be dealt next. The numbers don't lie in the last decade. Over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your system is the only thing that matters. It's super customizable, not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't need in order to get certain things you want. The system integrates well into your home and is easy to self-install. No need to have a tech come out and try to schedule an appointment and wait all day for them to maybe come at the right time. And no worries about installing a, a bulky unit that's going to mess up your home's design either. It's very useful for security and peace of mind, which I appreciate. It can move with you even after you install it. Just remove the elements and take them with you to your new home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Are there some prospects for the Atlanta Braves who are safe? <laughs> there may be some more trades coming on the way, especially with the way the free agent market is playing out right now and the cost of some of these free agents. So what, what prospects for the Braves should they hold on to? Who has the most upside? I still think there's plenty of good upside in the Braves system. And, you know, I'm going through Miners Monday. Obviously, I didn't do one this week because of the big trade. But on Monday, we're looking at different prospects in the Braves system, giving you my scouting report. I did one on A.J. smith Shaver the other day. For me, at this point, he's the Braves' number one prospect. I think he has the most upside that you can see right now. Uh, and again, I broke him down a couple of Miners Mondays ago. If he puts it all together, I think you're looking at a top of the rotation arm. Just his side, his size, his build, uh, his his stuff that he has. If he can put it all together, we're talking about again a potential frontline starter. So for he, for me, he's the Braves' number one prospect, especially when you're talking about upside. And what I was getting at is when I go through all these prospect scouting reports and reviews, probably around February. I will give my updated top 10 list based on upside. I did this last year and it was a very fun exercise. I ended up actually having Michael Harris one and Spencer Strider two. I think I had Von Grissom maybe sixth on that list. So that's what I want to end up doing again. But if I had to choose somebody right now, it's AJ Smith Shaver. I think he has the most upside potential in this, in this system. Um, and the rest of the upside really comes from recent picks or players we just haven't seen. Because let's be honest, we get more excited about the things we just haven't seen yet and hope on you know what could be. And that gets us excited. So you look, look at the recent draft picks for the Braves, you know, Owen Murphy and J.R. Ritchie, the top two picks 
from last year. Those are certainly guys that you can dream on becoming top of the rotation type arms. You also think about Cole Phillips from this recent draft and Spencer Schwellenbach from the draft before that. A couple of arms with big upside that we haven't seen pitch yet because of injury. Uh, Schwellenbach coming back this year. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Cole Phillips perhaps coming back later in the year. You know, those are two guys. Phillips definitely for me is somebody that I think has a ton of upside. Adam Mayer, a seventh round guy this past draft that the Braves spent 1.2 million on. So they certainly see some upside value in him. So again, those are pitchers that are young, recent draftees, guys we haven't seen yet, but guys who I think have some upside potential, but they're years away. You look at the position player side of things, you know, a lot of these guys coming from the international market, which the Braves are just now becoming a part of again, Ambioris Tavares, uh, Diego Benitez, you know, Tavares just 19 years old, Benitez 18 years old. It's the biggest money they've spent on an international player since the restrictions were lifted. And at the time he was compared to Manny Machado. Uh, now his first taste in um, the Dominican league, you know, didn't go great, but you know, again, he's 18 years old. You can still kind of dream on that potential of what he could be. And then recent draft picks, Ignacio Alvarez had a really good debut. Drake Baldwin, Dave McCabe, who I think are good hitters. I mean, that's where you still see upside in the system is at the lower levels guys we haven't really seen enough of yet, but you can still kind of dream on and you can still kind of, um, you know, see what the potential of what they could be. That's where a lot of the Braves upside lies right now. And they haven't had that because they've been out of the international market for so long and they haven't had any of those guys that they could really projectably see possibly becoming big time players. So those are some names for me when I look at the Brave system that I'm really high on and I think have a lot of upside potential, but there's nobody in the upper levels right now that really, you know, stands out as somebody that become a marquee player. You know, Jared Schuster, somebody who I think is knocking on the door and I think he could perhaps have an impact, you know, this year, next year, but I see him more as a, you know, a mid rotation ceiling type guy, you know, a mid to the back of the rotation starter, which is important. And it's important you have those pitchers, but I'm not expecting him to go out and become a, a top of the rotation type of guy. There's just nobody in those, in the upper levels right now. You know, Cal Conley's not that guy. Raiden Shoemakes, not that guy. I don't see Darius Vines as that guy or Dylan Dodd, you know, all solid prospects who perhaps could play a role and come up and, and fill in some gaps, but nobody that's you know going to be a rookie of the year type candidate. So when you look at trades, because the trade market just seems to be the better route to go at the moment with some of these free agent prices, what do the Braves have left in prospect capital and trade capital if they're going to make some upgrades somewhere else? And they just traded one of their best trade pieces in William Contreras, now their number one trade chip is Von Grissom. And of course, they're not going to trade him until they figure out the shortstop position. But any type of big move, I think would have to include Von Grissom. You know, perhaps there's a little bit of trade interest in Cal Conley, who had a decent 2022 and was pretty solid in the Arizona Fall League. You know, Darius Vines, Dylan Dodd, Jared Schuster, 
I would like to keep those guys for depth, but if there's an opportunity to make a, a marginal move, none of those guys are going to be the headliner of a big deal. But if you had to make a marginal move, maybe at the trade deadline to get a, a bullpen arm or a back of the rotation starter, those are guys that I see you know, having some trade value that perhaps are blocked in Atlanta that could perhaps get a shot at another team. Rodery Munoz, you know how he still has value as a starting pitcher. Maybe you trade him now um, because many believe he's going to turn into a reliever. Uh, I don't think Braden Shoemake, I mentioned him a minute ago, I don't think he's tradable at this point. It's very telling that the Braves have a shortstop opening and nobody's even mentioned Braden Shoemake as a possibility. So they are limited. You know, giving up Contreras, you know, I can – you know, it hurt for sure, but I can understand you're upgrading at that position. And maybe you feel like you didn't have a spot for him. And I understand not everybody agrees with that trade. I went through hundreds of comments on yesterday's video and many of you were not happy with it, but I can, I can understand that trade, but a trade for Brian, a Brian Reynolds type of player. You know, if you're still dreaming about trading for Brian Reynolds, in my mind, it's going to cost you Vaughn Grissom. He has to be in that deal. It's going to cost you A.J. Smith-Shalver or Owen Murphy, one of your top pitching prospects. And then it's probably going to cost you, you know, Darius Vines or another lower level prospect that you're going to have to include in that deal. You know, essentially any other big trade that they make, you're going to start seeing prospects that I'm really excited about get moved. And that's just where the Braves are right now. And it's it's honestly going to be difficult to make a trade at the deadline because there's just not a lot of depth now in the system where the Braves are. All right, next, I want to talk about the rumors on Max Freed and hopefully put those to bed. We'll discuss that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports, World Cup going on right now as well. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So a little bit of a rumor uh, going around on Tuesday about one Mr. Max Freed. And I did not hear the initial rumor, which apparently came from Jim Callis on MLB Network, I believe is where it originally came from, who said that he heard the Braves could possibly be shopping Max Freed. And in fact, went as far as to say he would not be surprised if Max Freed were traded this offseason. Later in the day, Buster only reported that that simply you know, wasn't true, that the Braves are looking to win now and were not actively looking to trade Max Freed. Trading Max Freed makes zero sense to me. Even if you believe you're going to lose him and after the next two years, which I do, and if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been saying for a while, I think Max Freed is gone. Um, for one, Alex Antopoulos avoids long-term deals with pitchers, especially going into their, their 30s. And Max Reed's looking at getting $30 million a year. 
I just don't see Alex giving that kind of money. And it just seems like Max Fried wants to go on free agency. He deserves that opportunity. He's going to be 30 years old. By the time he hits free agency, it's going to be his one chance likely to get a, a big bag of money. And it's his right to, to do that. And he's not going to get that from the Braves. So I think he's going to free agency. But either way, you are in win now mode. Aces do not come around very often. The Braves have been looking for an ace and like Max Freed for years. You do not trade that. I'm sorry. You just, you do not trade that. So, and when I saw that, that rumor come out, you know, from Jim Callis, it, it made no sense to me. And I think there's honestly, I think there's no validity to it. If that happens, I get everybody was angry yesterday about trading William Contreras. I would be right there with you if the Braves traded Max Freed. For me, it almost didn't, doesn't even matter what you would get back in that deal unless you're getting Mike Trout or Shohei Otani. That just would make no sense for the Braves to do that type of deal. So hopefully that's been put to bed. We don't have to hear any more about that. Um, I did want to mention one quick thing about um, about the prospects that I, that I failed to get to is that the Braves can't miss in the draft. They can't miss on these international signings. They do need to build that system back up, but they have time because of where the major league team is and where the roster currently is. Also, if they uh, don't re-sign Danzy Swanson and he signs another team, the Braves get an extra pick for the draft next year. So those picks just become so much more important because they do need to build that system up and get it back to where it was, but they have time because they have so many players at the major league level under contract. All right, there was a little bit of news over the past day or so. I know we talked a lot about the Sean Murphy trade, but Chris Bassett signed a three-year, $63 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. Christian Vasquez went to the Twins. Mike Zanino signed with the Guardians for one year, $6 million. So kind of funny that after the Sean Murphy deal went down, you saw a couple of catchers sign um, some deals as well. Ross Stripling got two years, $25 million with the Giants. So we're starting to see – a lot of moves taking place here and a lot of deals getting done. Uh, jump to the chat section real quick. Hein uh, says, I think 2023 will be a huge year for Jesse Franklin, who's coming off Tommy John, but his power numbers are stellar. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in a Braves uniform in a couple of years. I've never been huge on Jesse Franklin. However, with the DH, you know, I could see him being a lefty power bat, you know, that maybe plays a little bit of, of right field. Um, so, you know, with the DH, I think his options certainly open up a lot more now, uh, and he does have some big power. I am looking forward to see what he, seeing what he does coming off surgery in 2023. Uh, Hines also says, I know this isn't particularly important, but I think Austin Hedges will make a perfect AAA emergency catcher if Darno or Murph go down. Do you think Hedges is our first choice to fill that role? Um, I don't know that he'd be the First choice, but I do like him. He's a great defensive catcher, always has been, just hasn't given anything with the bat, really. Um, so I would like that. And I think having him, you know, depth at catcher position is vitally important. And while the Braves have two of the best, two of the top six in, in F4 over the last three years, and Sean Murphy and Travis Darno, it is important to have some extra backup there. Uh, Doc's card says that the uh, farm can be rebuilt easily, especially with most of the starting nine locked up for multiple years. 
uh, kind of what we've been talking about there. Um, see, I'm hearing rumors about the Anthony Hood says I'm hearing rumors about the Braves trading Max Freed, uh, and then a little LOL afterwards. I again, I just think that's ridiculous. I'd be right here screaming and yelling with you if that were to happen. JL says, How can the Braves rapidly rebuild their farm system? Again, they cannot miss in the draft and on these international prospects. They have to hit on these guys. They need to mix in some guys with upside and some college guys who can come up quickly, which I think they've done a pretty good job of. But they have to do a great job of scouting, developing, which fortunately is something that the Braves are one of the best at. Um, Jay Flynn says, will Atlanta ever trade someone that is high on value to restock their minor league system like Freed if they don't think they can resign him? In my opinion, the only way you would do that is if the Braves were out of contention. Uh, there's you know, one of the next two years, say going into this trade deadline or next deadline, if the Braves were just for whatever reason out of contention, and I don't see that happening, then perhaps you do that. But this is a this is a team looking to win a World Series. It's not a time to be trading off real major league assets in order to build up the farm system. Um, Anthony Hood says, hopefully A will go out and get a power bat for left. Hopefully they sign Duvall and Pollock. Um, JL says, my concern is Brace will be good for next eight years, then bad for a decade plus. And that's why it's important that, you know, they do restock the system and they continue to develop these players because you're right. Once you get to 2025, 2026, you know, and these deals start to run out, you're going to need some other players ready to come up and be that next core that they, that the Braves have. But I would not, I'm not going to be upset if the Braves have a 10 year run over here of winning, of going to the postseason, hopefully winning multiple championships. And then if we have, you know, several bad years, uh, you can't be too upset for that. Braves in 01, should there be concerns over starting pitching depth? I don't think so. Um, you know, trading Kyle Moeller does hurt a little bit and Freddie Tarnock, but you still have, you know, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, Bryce Elder battling for that fifth spot. Behind them, you still have Jared Schuster, Darius Fines, um, you know, Dylan Dodd, three guys that who may not be ready at the beginning of 2023, I think certainly could be ready by the middle of the year to make their debuts. So, and Colby Allard as well, who the Braves traded for. So I still think they're, you know, almost 10 deep in the starting rotation that you can feel somewhat comfortable about. Uh, Braves in on one also said sign Duvall and Dansby and call it a day. I think that would be a solid off season to top it off. Um, what are they going to do with Ozuna? They hopefully are not keeping him says Josh Hutchins. My feeling at this point and reading some of the comments from David O'Brien today, I think the Braves are keeping Marcelo Zuna. Um, I just, I think if there was any way that Alex Anthopoulos could have traded Marcelo Zuna, he would have done so already. So unfortunately, I think we're going into another year with Marcelo Zuna. And this is what David O'Brien kind of tweeted out earlier, that maybe you start the season with Ozuna, give him another chance. If things aren't getting better, then just go ahead and cut him at that point. I'd say, why not just go ahead and cut him now? Um, but that's a lot of money to eat. Braves certainly aren't aren't really wanting to 
just cut that much money. But I think if there were a trade out there, we would have seen it already. So I think we're going into the 2023 season with Marcelo Zuna. Um, Sutton Tillery said Orlando RC in left field. That did not go well. Um, I think we'd probably see Mon Grissom in left field before we'd see, you know, Arcia or uh, or anybody else try to make that transition. That's assuming the Braves get somebody else for shortstop. Um, Kwame says, focus on international signings. Let's find the next Tatis or Vladdy or Soto or Acuna. They will cost one three million versus three hundred million for a top free agent. And that's where the Braves have been lacking. It's where they've been missing over the last five years is they haven't been able to play in that international market. And those are guys who you sign at 16, 17 years old, and you can really, you know, hit something. And now a lot of them flame out. You know, you talk about all those prospects, those international signings that the Braves lost when Coppola, you know, got banned from baseball. You know, none of them have really panned out to be much of anything. So there's a lot of misses there. But you do get some big hits every now and then as well. Uh, Howdy Man says, hey, Jake, a little off topic, but how do you think the Braves' current roster stacks up to the Phillies and Mets in the NL East at the present moment? Are there any concerns? They're not for me. I still feel like the Braves are the favorite. Now it's close. Obviously, the Mets have done a good job of getting back to where they were with the signings that they've made. They're going to be a very good team. I think the Phillies are going to be very good. They're going to be without Bryce Harper for half the year. So. You know, all three of those teams are going to be very good. I think the Marlins um, are obviously going to be you know, improved as well. They can find a little bit of offense if Jazz Chisholm stays healthy. So it's going to be a tough division for sure, but I just still believe on paper that the Braves are the best team. But it's not its not a wide margin. It's certainly uh, a close division and will be a fun race. Pierce Gilbert says the only trade with Free would be for Reynolds and a few young MLB ready or close to MLB ready pitchers. I'm not giving up Max Freed for Brian Reynolds. Um, losing Contreras is a big loss. He could be our DH. Uh, Alex is a big mess. Trading Shea for not signing Freeman plus trading Contreras. Um, Miguel still hung up on that trade and doesn't like it. I, I feel you, Miguel. I'm, I'm not as down on it as you are, but I can understand. I love William Contreras. Certainly didn't want to see him go, but price of doing business. Um, Champ 2021 says Murphy has the second highest war for a catcher since 2020 behind Rio Muto. Great shade for Atlanta and Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee is is dancing in the streets after that one. And yeah, Murphy is certainly one of the best catchers in baseball over the last several years now. I think He's only going to get better, and I really cannot wait. I started watching games on Sean Murphy last night uh, it was, as I was getting in bed, turning on some Oakland A's games, which can be a little hard to watch. But um, I just wanted to see, you know, what was so great about Sean Murphy, and I'm, you know, loving what I'm seeing with him behind the plate defensively, the way that he handles the pitching staff, and I just think his offensive game will get better. You know, sometimes for these defensive first catchers, it takes them a while to catch up offensively, so. I think there's upside for him on offense. And, you know, I just, I love, I love the way he receives the baseball, the target that he, he gives behind the plate. He has a cannon of an arm, which becomes so much more important now with the new rules in baseball. So certainly love that deal, but getting back on topic for this podcast, the farm system is thin, but there are still some upside guys in this, this uh, farm system that I love and can't wait to see. There's no doubt the Braves have to work on rebuilding that farm system and strengthening it over the next couple of drafts, international 
prospect signing periods to build that farm system back up to where it was. That'll do it for this episode of a Locked On Braves. Thanks for making us your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your second listen to the Locked On Sports Today podcast. We're talking about the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we'll talk to you next time. This is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 